welcome to day 278 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt, David, and Cindy as we continue through the, the journey of prophets. Uh, this week we've been reading Ezekiel, and as we're reading Ezekiel, he's used allegories uh, to talk about what has happened in Israel, that they find themselves in the land of the Babylonians, and, and what will continue to happen as the exile is not yet complete. Uh, there are still those in Jerusalem uh, that will be brought into exile, and the city itself will be devastated and leveled. And as we come up you know, to chapter 20, God goes all the way back to the beginning of his relationship you know, with Israel and uh, rehearses his faithfulness to them along with their unfaithfulness both to his word and uh, their faithfulness to the idols and the images that are, are so loved by the nations around them. So we have another strong you know, denouncement of idolatry as we move through uh, the prophets. So we come to Ezekiel in you know, chapter 20. And as we come here, we, uh, we, we come with ears to listen and hands to receive, I mean, heart to receive and hands to respond you know, to the message of God. We don't want to be like those who have eyes to see and ears to hear but do not hear. And uh, so we offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord, knowing that He, through His Word, does His work in our life, and so we can always come expectantly that He will uh, carry on the work that He began in us until it's complete in Christ Jesus. So, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and um, we thank you for glimpses like this where we're reminded um, that that in your in your judgment, in your um, calling out of of idolatry, of calling out the idols of the heart, um, that, that Father, that also goes to us that our hearts are prone towards idolatry, and and so as we read, would you um, would you expose the idols of our own heart that we may turn to you? Um, we may repent to receive forgiveness um, and find you ultimately as um, more beautiful, more desirable, uh, better than, than the idols our hearts cling to, Father. Um, so as we read, give us a, a vision of who you are. Um, Father, give us a vision of who we are. And with those things, um, line up according to your word. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 20. In the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth day, some of the elders of Israel came to inquire of the Lord. And they sat down in front of me. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Have you come to inquire of me? As surely as I live, I will not let you inquire of me, declares the sovereign Lord. Will you judge them? Will you judge them, son of man? Then comfort them with the detestable practices of their ancestors and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. On the day I chose Israel, I swore with uplifted hand uh, to the descendants of Jacob and revealed myself to them in Egypt. With uplifted hand I said to them, I am the Lord your God. On the day I swore to them that I would bring them out of Egypt into a land I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. And I said to them, Each of you, get rid of the vile images you have set your eyes on, and do not defile yourselves with idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen to me. They did not get rid of the vile images they had set their eyes on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. So I said, I would pour out my wrath on them and spend my anger against them in Egypt. But for the sake of my name, I brought uh, them out of Egypt. I did it to keep my name from being profaned in the eyes of the nations among whom they lived and whose side I had revealed myself to the Israelites. Therefore, I led them out of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my decrees and made known to them the laws by which a person who obeys them will live. 
Also, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between us, so they would know that I, the Lord, made them holy. Yet the people of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not follow my decrees, but rejected my laws, by which the person who obeys them will live. And they utterly desecrated my Sabbaths. So I said, I would pour out my wrath on them and destroy them in the wilderness. But for the sake of my name, I did... Uh, I did what would keep it from uh, being profaned in the eyes of the nation in whose sight had brought them out. Also, with uplifted hand, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land that I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands, because they rejected my laws and did not follow my decrees and desecrated my Sabbaths. For their hearts were devoted to their idols, yet I looked on them with pity and did not destroy them or put an end to them in the wilderness. I said to their children in the wilderness, Do not follow the statutes of your parents or keep their laws or defile yourself with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Keep my Sabbaths holy so that they may be a sign between us. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. The children rebelled against me. They did not follow my decrees. They were not careful to keep my laws, of which I said the person who obeys them will live by them. And they desecrated my Sabbaths. So I said I would pour out my wrath on them and spend my anger against them in the wilderness. But I withheld my hand, and for the sake of my name, I did what would keep it from being profaned in the eyes of the nation in whose sight I had brought them out. Also, with uplifted hands, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would disperse them among nations and scatter them through the countries. Uh, because they had not obeyed my laws, but had rejected my decrees and desecrated my Sabbath, and their eyes lusted after their parents' idols. So I gave them other statues that were not good and laws through which they could not live. I followed them through their gifts, the sacrifices of every firstborn, then I might fill them with horror so they would know that I am the Lord. Therefore, Son of Man, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And this also your ancestors blasphemed me by being unfaithful to me. When I brought them into the land, I'd sworn to give them. And they saw any high hill or any leafy tree. There they offered sacrifices, made offerings that aroused my anger, presented their fragrant incense, and poured out their drink offerings. Then I said to them, the, uh, What is this high place you go up to? It is called Bama to this day. And of course, Bama being Hebrew for high place. In other words, your your land is not known for its faithfulness to me, but for all the little shrines that you see all along the way. And of course, he says, every time you find a tree, he says, this is a good place, you know, for a sacrifice to an idol. And anytime you find a hill, this is a good place, you know, for a sacrifice to an idol. And he traces their idolatry all the way back, you know, to while they were still in the land of Egypt, even before they came out. God is you know, basically saying, you hear this you know, three times, I should have destroyed you there, but for the sake of my own name, you know, so that I wouldn't be profaned among the nations, mm-hmm. you know, I endured patiently with you. And, and so you see a rehearsal of God's patience you know, through, you know, through the years. And then you hear that you know, constant refrain, I give you these good laws by which you might live, and Sabbaths, which were assigned just between us, part of our covenant, that you could rest in me and trust in me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, lose yourself in trying to gain a profit for yourself or working the land. And along with what you just said, you know, God had said that he had searched out a land for them that was beautiful. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. And yet they were willing to forfeit that for the sake of their own idols that they had created mm-hmm. themselves and that they, you know, had looked to. And it's just a reminder that we often run after those things that are 
kind of shiny in front of us. No, we the loss of we do God's you know, best. A, a constant image. You know, that goes back to you know Jacob and Esau. Esau giving up a birthright because in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, a bowl of beans just looked so good to him, mm-hmm. and you know, it was the only thing he could think about. And so we end up, you know, trading trading away God's really good gifts or simple trinkets that mm-hmm. were intended to be tokens of His grace in our life, but they've become. You know, his, uh, the gifts of his grace sometimes become bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. So it is always a you know an incredibly poor trade. Mm-hmm. And you're just reminded, you know, of, of you know Calvin's insight. You know that uh, our our hearts, you know, at the very core, are just idle factories. They they tend to mm-hmm. you know go for, move from one thing to another rather mm-hmm. than finding rest ultimately. You know, in him. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the kind of insidious parts of idolatry is we tend to think that we're detached from our idols you know our idols serve us and we don't call them idols we mm-hmm. they're good things most of the time our idols are very good things mm-hmm. you know and we think that well, they serve us they give us and and yet the way scripture often presents it is not these idols serving us but that we actually serve these idols we our hearts are devoted to mm-hmm. these things you know yeah. and so it's just kind of interesting to watch us twist that and even i mean god calls it out here your hearts have always been after other idols you know, mm-hmm. it's not these idols. You have all these idols serving you. It's your heart's been after them. And because it's been after them, it hasn't been towards me. You know, and, and so just to see that, you know, and even as we're you know, searching ourselves, where, where are our hearts devoted? You know, what idols are we clinging to? Mm-hmm. No, there, there, there's no doubt about it. And of course, you know, the uh, leaders of Israel came to Jesus and Jesus said to him, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And he mm-hmm. said, we've always been free. We're not slaves of anyone. And, of course, that was already ridiculous because they were in bondage to Rome at the time. But Jesus says, whatever you serve, you are slaves of the one you serve. And then he specifically said, if you serve sin, you are a slave to sin. In other words, your real slavery is not so much to the nations around you, but it's to your own heart and and to your own sin. Mm -hmm. And and that's the slavery from which, you know, the the sun sets you free. And Paul said, why not offer yourself to him as slaves to his righteousness? Mm-hmm. When we get add to that too, you know, because we have been set free, doesn't mean that we are, you know, forever free of idol, you know, mm-hmm. idolatry. You even think of the way John closes his first letter; he doesn't really mention idolatry at all. And then he gets to the end of his letter, and he says, "Oh, by the way, little children, you know, keep yourself from idols." And you're like, "Whoa, you know, that seemed to came, come out of nowhere." Yeah, but it's or, because our hearts. Or does he mention idolatry? Yeah, he does uh, mention you know, it. the lust of the eyes yes. and the, the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of yeah. life. Uh, not not these kind of idols, you know, that yes. you have high places where we worship them and under every leafy tree, but uh, they are the things that possess our possess our hearts and, and rob us of our affection. And he says, if you love these things, the love of the Father is not in you. In other words, the two can't happen at once. You, you can love the world or you can love the Father, but you can't love them both at once. Yeah. And that's a pretty hard, you know, pretty hard call. And that's what we want to do. We want to have it all. We want to have... Yep. We want to have a firm grip on this world and the things of this world that please us and, you know, and also have, you know, God off to the side to bless us whenever we need blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you hear this, when it goes, uh, you know, uh, live next week, David Keefe will be in Chattanooga. <laughs> so enjoying your vacation. So before you go on vacation, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer, Let's David Keefe? <laughs> Father, how how often our hearts are so prone um, to go towards um, things of this world, 
and to look to them for satisfaction and peace and and safety uh, when we know that they can't provide us that, but only you can. And so, Father, may you do the the work that only you can do of of renewing and, and restoring our hearts' devotions to you, to your word, um, and to that which pleases you. And, and in that, we will find much joy. And so may we live as your people. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.